0: you're listening to episode three of the citizen coder podcast in this episode i talk to antonio Riccelli, a full stack developer living in the uk we talk about programming death metal getting his first dev job tinfoil hats and so much more let's dive in how long have you been in the uk now
1: for about seven years now moved here in uh, 2015 Uh, One week after graduation from uh, university, Um, I worked in a variety of different jobs. Uh, I I basically didn't really have a career. I worked some uh, different retail jobs, which were uh, pretty horrible, to be honest. Um, Started feeling kind of dissatisfied with what I was doing, you know, getting screamed at by customers and uh, things like that. So I started kind of looking around for... A potential career which I could actually you know, be interested in and could give me some sense of fulfillment and uh, and a decent living. Um, I took a I think it was a personality test online, like sixteen personalities, something like that. And okay. uh, and I can't remember exactly what came out, but after I got the result, I it, there was another section which kind of told you what kind of professions could be suitable for you, and uh, and one Ooh. of them was computer programmer, um, which had you know hmm. never struck me as something that that I could do as I didn't have a, a really technical background. Uh, sure. but I thought, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's just look. I mean I am depressed anyway. What else could I you know, can't get any worse than this? So I started that and by kind of just looking around online I found uh free code camp. Uh, okay. so this is uh twenty eighteen. Um, and I started oh, a couple okay. of, of lessons, you know, the, the the responsive web design curriculum, which is kind of what you begin with, uh, you know, a few HTML lessons, CSS. Uh, and obviously, sure. I think like a lot of other people, I kind of, it was pretty exciting. I thought, geez, I can just type something on screen and stuff changes in the browser. I can make things appear, yeah. you know, things like that. And, um, and so I started doing some of those exercises that they had, but I didn't really I didn't take it very seriously. I thought, okay, this is cool, but you know, I can't be one of those people, um, and so I kind of dropped it for a while. Okay. Um, I I know that feeling. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of people know that feeling. Um, and and yeah, I kind of I couldn't really drop it uh, completely. I kind of kept coming back to it. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I had quite a few false starts initially. Um, uh, first, I started uh, with this platform called Udacity, um, which okay. in, in retrospective, I wouldn't recommend because it's paid, uh, it's not free. Um, oh, and yeah. what you pay is not it, the content doesn't justify the price that you pay. Um, it's stuff right. that you can find very easily for free on you know, on YouTube or like 10 quid on uh, on Udemy. Sure. Um, but I took kind of some of these uh, certifications that they offered, and it did kind of give me a start with, uh, you know, with, with stuff like JavaScript and even SQL. Uh, but again, I didn't do much after that because they don't really give you enough that you can like apply for a job, at least from my perspective. Um, yeah. So I dropped again. I dropped uh, out again of the dream of becoming a programmer, and I kept working. My career was improving, but I still wasn't really happy with what I was doing. Now now I was working at an office job, and uh, and I started doing some basic programming in uh, Microsoft Excel because that was the most advanced tool that the company used. Um, uh, and Excel does have kind of a simple programming language uh, inside of it. You can write macros, and there's functions, and you can combine them together. And it's basically like yeah. using JavaScript methods. You know, It's very similar right. in a way.
0: I've actually seen a lot of um, a lot of that, a lot of the Excel stuff, and it
1: it can get quite complicated. It, it does, yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, and uh, the language that it uses, I can't quite remember the name, but the syntax is pretty horrendous. Um, so it's pretty it's bad. Pre- it's pretty, pretty bad. bad. It is pretty bad. Uh, but it, it kind of got me back to thinking. Wait, I'm doing this on the job. I really like it. Maybe I can actually consider going back to that stuff that I was originally looking into and maybe it, it it can be something that i that i'm able to do um and so i i got back to free code camp this time seriously uh, i completed the responsive web design uh, certification and obviously, by the end of that you have a a couple of projects however basic that you can add to a uh, like starting portfolio and then i started doing the javascript curriculum and that got me started on writing like very basic uh, sort of algorithms started practicing as well on uh, uh websites like code wars uh which kind of got me a bit better with the you know with the general syntax um and then i found this bootcamp online uh it's uh it's uk based it's called schoolofcode.com um and at that time i knew that bootcamps are normally very expensive you know there's people that take out loans to attend them it's like 10 sure. grand you know 15 grand I thought, wait a second, I can't really, I can't really afford this, and I don't want to get into debt for life.
0: Yeah, they but get a, they get really pricey.
1: They get the really, same, it's they the get really pricey. Here. Really, really pricey. I think like ten grand. That's you know on the on the lower scale. Like there's, I've seen boot camps for like twenty grand, you know, twenty five. Just completely bonkers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah
0: completely bonkers. <laughs>
1: yeah, but then I looking at the website for School of Code, I realized that it was free. Um uh yeah it's completely you know they they pay for everything you don't have to pay a penny uh, and to this day I haven't paid a penny so there's nothing like hidden in the you know terms and conditions or anything like that um and so and so I applied I thought you know nothing is going to come out of this but then a couple of weeks later I got an email saying that I was uh, invited to the the first stage of the application process um and in the end there were I think it were four stage four stages uh like some stuff yet to like record the video of yourself uh, answering some certain questions that they send you, and then right. the final stage was actually an interview with one of the <laughs> one of the coaches from the from the school. And this was uh, back in last summer, I think it was September last year. Um, and uh, and long story short, I got accepted. Um, it was a uh, f- four month boot camp, um, basically starting from you know the essentials of HTML and CSS. Up to you know modern like libraries like react um, you know database languages like PostgresQL, uh, you know Docker, uh, studying the mm-hmm. you know, agile methodology, it basically kind of took you from the ABC to being a junior developer that can actually apply for jobs and you know seek your first employment in the industry
0: yeah, so uh, um is is it one of those where they actually try to help you get a job or is it just strictly the training?
1: They do try to help you get a job. Yeah, they have a full list of partners that they um, that uh, that have open positions that you can apply for. Uh, you do it all, you know, internally via the the, the School of Code platform, and uh, and a lot of people did get jobs via the school, so that was really good. Some of them even like I think it was one or two weeks after finishing the bootcamp, so so for some of them it was really quick. Uh, obviously, it doesn't happen the same way for everybody. Uh, myself personally, I didn't get it through school of code, but, uh, you know, it wasn't anything to anything bad wrong to do with the school. They were actually working really hard and a lot of people did get a job. Obviously you, you might end up being a bit more unlucky than, than other people. So I started applying outside of the school um, and I, I basically approached the job searching process like like a full-time job. So I would wake up. You know, early in the morning I had my schedule. Um, I made a list of all the possible, you know, job um platforms that I could find. And I would look look for them. I would search them every single day. So I would be one of the first people to apply for any new jobs that were being posted. Yeah, I was constantly updating my C V uh, you know, this on a daily basis for you know well over a month. Um, um uh, and I started getting some some calls, basically, some call for, for interviews. Um, uh, I did quite a few, I think. I think altogether was, I don't know if it was 10 or 15 uh, in total. I know there's people that do like hundreds, but I guess I was lucky. I, I mean, 10 to 15
0: right is pretty good. Uh, That's I pretty good, think.
1: yeah. I know yeah. people that say, like, uh, I think I read on LinkedIn, people that have done over 200, and they just can Sometimes they don't get called, or they don't get yeah. past the first stage. although. It, Sounds a bit strange to me. Uh, I don't know if maybe there's something there where they need to check how they're doing things, but Sure. But yeah, for me it was about ten fifteen and uh one of them in, in a couple of them I managed to progress to the to further stages and uh and one of them resulted in an offer. Uh, it was it's a startup and it's the one that I'm currently looking for. Uh been currently here for uh, two and a half months, almost three months. And oh, okay. uh and you know it's going very well. Obviously, there's a there's a lot to learn. It's a startup, so as a junior, it can be a bit traumatizing at first. Uh, you don't have that kind of infrastructure <laughs> that a big company can offer you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but you know, you I get mean, to wear you're... a lot of different hats.
0: Right, and you're. I mean, when it boils down to it, you're there for the money. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. money and experience. You know, and experience, right? And, and you get both, so yeah. can't complain. Can't complain at all.
0: Uh, startup. So, yeah. oh, go ahead.
1: No, 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 yeah, go ahead. That that was that oh, was, was the sh- story so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was just going to ask you. Um, so you you're working for a startup. Um, what uh, can you talk a little bit about what they're making or anything along those lines?
1: Yeah, yeah, I could tell you it's uh it's in pharmaceuticals uh, as a broader field, which is the field that I've been working on for the last three or four years anyway. Obviously in different roles. Sure. Um, so that that was a good thing because I I kind of I could. Bring with me that sort of domain specific knowledge that always helps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, We work in the field of um, uh, brain scanning. So, you know, like things like multiple sclerosis. Uh, My job specifically is, right now at least, is to kind of build an internal platform that my other colleagues can use, uh, you know, to basically automate some of the jobs that they're currently doing, which is extremely manual yeah uh, they have to call you know different platforms separately and manually by a certain scripts that they have to run uh whereas what i'm working on is basically allowing them to perform a set of operations by basically just at the click of a button uh you know which will expedite the 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 the, the daily tasks um immensely um, right uh yeah i would say that's pretty much what i'm doing in a nutshell although obviously there's a lot more that goes into that um I'm also covering some kind of QA aspect in a way. There's some looking into some QA aspect of uh, of what I'm doing, and uh, you know, ensuring that we are compliant with certain industry standards and things like that. So I'm also contributing to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but yeah, basically, it's like building the the whole platform from scratch. You know, front end, you know, back end, making sure that it's integrated with the uh, cloud services services that we that we work on. Um it's it's a lot of work you know but it's really I've learned a lot of things in just 3 months like I couldn't really recognize myself from 3 months ago so it, it's definitely worth the worth the challenge
0: Yeah on the job training um definitely pushes you a lot further um I think than just kind of studying on your own
1: Absolutely absolutely I think on one side it's the the stress of being on the real job just makes things easier to to remember it, it right. makes the, your the things that you're learning really stick yeah uh, whereas sometimes you're studying and yeah you're you learned something today but you kind of forgot about it a week later
0: um, right.
1: this doesn't happen like maybe I have to take obviously notes about certain things like some minor details but normally when a trying to fight a bug that you've been struggling with you know a week uh the The lessons that you learn will stick with you, even if you don't touch that thing for a, <laughs> a couple of months. Like, let's yeah. it that way. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And it, and it just really the, the variety of activities that you cover throughout a whole day just really makes it. You know, it it, it just it, it just dials up your brain. You know, to 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 to, to in a, in a state where you're just absorbing things much more. You know, much more easily and much more uh, effectively. You know, it just exposes you. To a lot of different things that you just wouldn't get exposed to if you were working on your tiny project, um, you know, in, in your own time with, with no pressure. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a completely different environment. Yeah, it's, it's much much better. Can't compare.
0: What uh, what sort of technologies are you working with on a regular basis? Now?
1: Um, it's mostly mostly MERN stack, so uh, MERN stack and AWS. Um, so it's mainly you know React on the front end. Um on the back end it's mostly, you know, it's your standard Node.js uh with Express as a like as a framework. Um and uh obviously I have to work very closely with AWS services, so there's a lot of integration that goes into those um into those services. So it, it's basically I have to make sure that the front end communicates with the back end, the back end communicates with the cloud services and it's all flowing uh, very very smoothly and very very nicely um i had to start learning uh, more aspects of aws that i wasn't that familiar with yeah. um i basically before getting the job i had obtained my the, my first aws certification which is called cloud practitioner okay um, yeah which which doesn't really feature a lot of practice it's mostly theory you're just really learning what the main services are what they do and what some of the main features are and that's pretty much it um, it's a certification that's normally not really uh, for developers it's normally obtained by a lot of uh, you know salespeople, marketing people of an organization. but I thought it would be a good start anyway because it would familiarize me with what AWS you know was about um, yeah. where, but on the job I had to start learning practically what the services do and how I interact with them, how I make you know API calls, um, uh, just mm-hmm. today, actually, before uh, getting off work, I was writing some uh, YAML template for AWS CloudFormation, which is a service which, where basically you write this configuration template in your YAML file, and you, through the code, you can basically tell AWS what services it has to create and deploy for you, but you don't have to do it manually. You just write a few lines of code, you just push that to your GitHub, GitHub, it's integrated with AWS, and then it does it all for you. You don't have to do all the settings manually, and it's pretty amazing. It's called the infrastructure as code, um, and and yeah, that that's that's my main stack. Uh, I'm I've begun studying Docker and Kubernetes as well because uh, we're already using Docker. We will be using Kubernetes very soon. So although we have a DevOps engineer, um, I want to make sure that I can kind of cover my bits so that he can focus more on the on the value added stuff because again this is a startup uh it's only a few people so we get to we get to wear a lot of different hats. Uh and I and I'm very happy to do that, you know. Okay.
0: <laughs> how uh how old is this startup if you don't mind or if if that's it's something uh amazing.
1: it's about a couple of years old, two or three years old. So it's still in its uh, in its infancy, you know, but it's been growing, you know, steadily uh sure. since they started. So there's really the, the future looks very bright. And uh and that's why they they brought a, a full-time developer in because it's time to start, you know, building those platforms. that will simplify yeah. things for for uh, you know for for colleagues to build those interfaces that we're going to use on a on a daily basis.
0: How many uh, how many developers do they have?
1: Uh, well, full-time developer. That's uh, that's really just me. Uh, we oh. have a DevOps, uh, and obviously, yeah, DevOps he covers both some uh, operation side of things on the developing side of things, uh, but it mostly—I think it mostly covers Python, really. Okay. As a JavaScript developer, that's me. So, oh, okay. What a, a bit of responsibility, you know, as a yeah. junior developer. For sure. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's working really well. I think it's going really well. You know, making progress on a on a daily basis. Uh, you know, it's 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 baby steps. You know, you're taking one day at a time. Uh, you you set up your tasks. You make your plan for the day ahead. And uh you just make sure that you tackle yeah, one some things every day and uh and then mm-hmm. before you realize, you know, one week later you have you know, there's a there's a fully functioning front end and a back end already working and you just keep building you know one brick on right. top of the one that you've already you've already laid. So yeah, one brick at pretty a time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um can you tell me a little bit about uh your kind of okay so you you said you you had applied for a bunch of places um yeah. kind of tell me a little bit about what happened when you applied for this place and what you know what, what
1: happened yeah you know it was a it was honestly kind of a standard process so obviously i applied for the job and i think that on the same day or maybe it was a couple of days later i just got an email uh, from, uh, one of the you know, company founders and, uh, you know, just invited me for a, a first stage interview, which was really just myself, you know, getting in, in, doing an introduction, just introducing myself and, um, just really asking me a couple of questions, you know, what I was really looking for, because, you know, a startup environment is pretty different from a big corporate, you know, organization where, you know, you, you join the company, in a big corporate one and there's a whole infrastructure to support you. There's, you know, SOPs, even if you have to go to the toilet, there's an SOP that you have to follow sometimes. Like it's that strict. There's a lot of red tape. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. There's organizations oh, that will set strict I've, rules on how you I've, do that.
0: I worked in pharmaceuticals also. Uh And so, yeah, I, I definitely, there were definitely strict uh, protocols around even stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and uh, and um, and it kind of it kind of proceeded from there. You know, we we had this first um, talk, and it, and it went well, I guess, because they invited me for a second one with uh, with another colleague. Uh, that one also went well, um, and again, that was also really just a conversation to kind of get to know me, what kind of person I was, you know, working with, because like I'm sure we've all had some you know some horrible colleagues at times, and when you have to work closely with that kind of people, it makes the experience really miserable. Sure. So I fully yeah. totally appreciate yeah. when people want to, you know, really get a sense of, you know, get a feel for who you are and where mm-hmm. it makes sense to go, take you to the next stage. But um, yeah, I got to the next stage. It was a third stage and final one, and that was a um, sort of a live coding interview where I had to uh, basically just code. It wasn't that difficult. It was really having a basic functioning front end and back end with authentication. And just making a request you know, to the back end and do some testing. Um, when I did go through the interview, obviously, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Uh, you know, like <laughs> Murphy's Law. Uh, you know, Nothing was working. The front end wasn't talking to the back end and vice versa. Nice. All the things that I could do, you know, with my eyes closed, uh, I couldn't do anymore all of a sudden. Right, um, right. I didn't even get to the testing part. It was a... Uh, I thought I honestly I thought I botched it. I thought, okay, that's it. there goes the opportunity that I'm yeah. not getting this. um but uh, I think it was a week later or maybe less than that. I then got another email with an offer um wow, and i I thought, okay, I'm like, not even uh... I'm not asking any questions here. I'm just gonna say yes, <laughs> did
0: he mistake my coding for someone else's <laughs> I, I don't
1: know yeah, maybe I don't know amnesia, you know doctor <laughs> memory loss whatever. Uh, but I thought, yeah, I'm not gonna question anything here. I'm just gonna say yes, and I'm gonna sign the contract. Sure. Um, which is pretty much what I what I did. And uh, you know, the offer was really good. Honestly, it was co- it's completely remote, so that we don't even have oh. an office. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Um, uh, obviously, the, the the startup is linked to uh, a university, so there's, it's made by university researchers and scientists. So it, there is a location, but there's no office, and we're not meant to go anywhere right. like once a week obviously we do meet every once in a while but it's like you know every quarters or something like that okay um so
0: they're based in the uk
1: then yeah 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 in the in the london area um, Oh okay so yeah it's not far from where i live i just really hop on a train like 30 minutes and i'm and i'm in the city
0: do you think they would complain if you uh if you moved out of the country
1: uh, I don't think complain, because we have one person that works from Europe, so not in the UK. Um, oh, okay. So, no, I think that probably there will be a couple of things from an HR perspective that will need um, Some updating, you know, so right. to speak, but I don't think it would be a problem. But anyways, at this stage, I'm not really looking to move forward out of the UK, um, you know, especially at this right point in in history let's say with yeah. you know a lot of crises going around ukraine war and
0: yeah yeah, yeah. definitely not uh, back s- to italy That has seemed to be fuel crisis from the sounds
1: of it fuel crisis energy crisis honestly energy, man it's yeah. uh it's a very exciting time you know if you want to put I, it in uh, under a positive light. <laughs> I,
0: yeah it's uh it's definitely going to be interesting uh, keeping <laughs> yeah. an eye on it um i get yeah. i get uh daily semi-daily updates from my friend in manchester and right, uh, yeah. it's it, it's always loads of fun, you know. We we talk about your uh, newly minted prime
1: minister and oh god, oh, prior
0: god. prior prime ministers.
1: <laughs> oh god, yeah, and the one that's just been appointed. That looks like it's gonna be even better.
0: Yeah, sounds sounds like it. <laughs>
1: god, yeah, don't oh. worry about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, how did you wind up in um, in the UK?
1: From um, Italy,
0: right? You're from Italy originally?
1: Yes, yes. I'm from uh, Naples, uh, South Italy. Uh, yeah, I, I basically just knew some people. I had some connections in the um, in the UK uh, in the same town that I'm living in. I basically have moved here seven years ago. I haven't really moved anywhere else since. Um, and they were how, just... Sorry, yeah, how first, old are you? How old are I'm, you? Uh, I'm 31 now, venerable oh. age of 31.
0: Okay. All right, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so yeah, when I moved here I was I think I was 24 or 25 something like that. Um and yeah, I just again I just knew some people here in Guildford um that were, you know, willing to to host me for a few months to kind of help me get settled uh, until I could sort of find my way. Um so so I moved here basically one week after I graduated. Uh, I was literally that that set on leaving the country that I didn't even wait for, you know, like take a I don't know sabbatical or anything like that. Sure. Um, Still- graduated yeah one week i was here yeah
0: what um what made you decide to leave
1: oh well that's a that's a long story so i come from the again from the outskirts of naples uh okay. very tiny you can call yeah. it village i wouldn't even call a village it's a road in the middle of nowhere with some houses around it ah uh, okay uh, so i grew up there i was born there i grew up <laughs> there unfortunately you know very secluded place yeah um, and basically, ever since I was, I think, 14, I wanted to leave and I was literally mm. just living every day with that goal in mind, just waiting for the right time for that to happen. Um, so again, it's a very secluded place. Absolutely no job opportunities whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Very, right. very narrow minded. Um, so yeah, I was that sad on that since I was 14. Um, oh, Okay. Yeah, I was also a metalhead, so as you can imagine growing up a metalhead in a tiny <laughs> village like that, you know, you get some funny experiences. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. I uh you know, I grew up I grew up in the burbs of uh Baltimore and oh, okay. uh Baltimore. Uh so it was pretty much I mean, I I played in in and out of rock bands. Um yep, for most too. of my Okay. Most of my younger years, you know, heavy metal, hard yep. rock. Uh so yeah, I, I definitely kind of um understand a little bit about that. Um although in in that area it wasn't such a you know, I mean people look at you funny when you're wearing spandex, but other than that <laughs> That
1: was the that was the era. Spandex. Okay. Yeah,
0: that was the era of spandex, you know, the eighties. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, 80s into 90s with the with the yeah uh, the early
1: 90s very grunge early rock. 90s they were still a thing. I remember like the thrash yeah. metal bands still wearing them.
0: And then it just kind of moved under the shorts. So then you had bands like Run. Pearl Jam that wore spandex but under their baggy
1: shorts. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> first it was grunge, then it was new metal, and yeah, that's the whole evolution there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's uh, what's your favorite band, or do you have one?
1: Uh, favorite metal band.
0: Uh, yeah, whichever,
1: whatever. favorite metal band, they would be Halloween. Uh, they're like one of my bands from oh. my childhood that I've kind of grown up with. Halloween? Um,
0: I don't know. Halloween, that
1: yeah. There, there's two there's two bands. One is Halloween with an A, a H-A. And then there's Halloween with H-E. Oh, and uh, that's weird. Halloween which, with H-E, which is the one I'm referring to. They're a, a power okay. metal band from Germany. Oh, nice. uh, they've been around you know since the 80s. Their first EP is from 1985. They're still active now um, yeah, it's that, that those they're my favorite band. I kind of got obsessed with them since I was a kid uh-huh. um, still obsessed with them obsessed with them nowadays but uh, <laughs> nice. yeah I mean then I kind of I started with power you know classic metal you know your your Judas priest, maiden, you know Metallica, the Thrush metal. And then right. I kind of moved into the more extreme side of things. I started with, OK, there's death metal, and there's black metal, you know, grindcore, all mm-hmm. that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So, yeah, I still love all of that. I mean, I'm still listening to it daily. Yeah.
0: How about uh, Manowar?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I was listening just while I was working today. It's a band. It's not Manowar, but it's kind of uh-huh. on the same epic metal style. It's American. It's called Virgin Steel. I don't know if you ever heard oh, of Oh,
0: yeah. Actually, I think I have, which i'm surprised i think wow. i've ran into them by accident on YouTube. Is, i love them
1: i love them it's kind of epic metal like you said metal yeah. like Manowar style i yeah, absolutely love yeah. them
0: i like that kind of stuff it's oh it's, yeah it's fun um i mean I, I like all kinds of music but um sure 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 yeah that that's uh that's fun stuff uh, yeah. and i usually listen to that kind of stuff when i'm when i'm getting ready to podcast or or
1: do something Give you the right, uh, get a nice support. pump up before yeah you, yeah yeah starting on the right foot before I talk to strangers <laughs> yeah yeah from the other side of the world
0: yeah oh that's <laughs> funny um, speaking of, speaking of Italy um, I actually tomorrow am talking to uh, a lady named Costanza on Twitter um, she's actually in Italy okay. Uh, okay I think she's in Italy pretty sure that's where she's at. I know she's in some mountainous area that requires a, a 5G tower for internet.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. It, they wanted
0: to go away once. Yes. Yes, exactly. She's <laughs> having a picture of, uh, of the tower. Um, Jeez, I hope she's okay. <laughs> and I guess her dad lives right under it or something. Um, <laughs>
1: God, I don't know how healthy that is for you. I think is what she said. <laughs> Hopefully, she's okay.
0: She'll yeah, th- those <laughs> towers are short. I thought they would be taller.
1: Okay, fair like, enough. I don't think I've actually seen one.
0: Yeah, I thought. Um, I mean, just because you know, we have we have cell towers here. Yeah, and, yeah, sure. You know, I've um, I've seen them and been you know under them, but I didn't think that uh, that they were. As sh- short as they are maybe that's those are just the huawei ones but i don't know in the picture the tower doesn't look much taller than maybe i don't know that might be three or four stories doesn't look as
1: menacing probably as yeah
0: no no it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) so is 5g like i mean i've heard rumors and stuff but is there any kind of like is there any kind of uh Actual science behind it being well the, not so great. You know,
1: it, it's kind of I don't want I don't want to go into sound like Alex Jones on a podcast. No. Oh come on, you know you do. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Come on. We all but, have a
0: little Alex in us.
1: <laughs> God, I was just following what's happening with him and Sandy Hook stuff. But oh I yeah, I got into, yeah, yeah, yeah. into that. It's funny um, well, there is. I mean, there's nothing official that would prove that you know there's some correlation to it, but. It's like the last two or three years, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to believe anymore because you always need to check, okay, there's a study that says there's no correlation, but who funded the study? Right. What's behind it? You know, there's a lot of, it's not really just science in the romantic way as we used to think of it. There's Mm -hmm. science with finance and a lot of other things tied to it.
0: Right. You gotta uh, follow the trail of money before you can decide whether you not you wanna
1: believe it or, e- exactly. or not. exactly, you know, and, and I'm not saying necessarily that there must be something rotten behind it. Maybe it's completely fine, you know, we're gonna leave everything yeah, sure. happily ever after. I, I certainly you know, so.
0: Yeah, but you know companies fund studies Abs- to absolutely. get a result. You know what I mean? They need absolutely. a result so they I mean, they fund it to get a result.
1: Oh yeah. I mean there's been countless scandals that are, you know, documented. This is real stuff, it's not uh, you know, basement basement dweller conspiracy it's you know it's yeah. there it's in it's in the archives it's uh you know it's been on the newspaper so that kind of stuff sadly does happen so it's something you have to take into consideration definitely
0: yeah definitely um so i don't like i said i don't know a whole lot about the 5g i just heard and you know I, i've what i've heard here in the u.s is probably more tinfoil hat stuff than anything but <laughs> right. um any any time stuff comes out that doesn't have a lot of, you know, like they know they, they got it working, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they just throw it out as a product, but it's not tested.
1: Exactly. Not, yeah. Not, not you don't know their side effects, you know, what's going to yeah. happen in 10 years from now when you use it constantly. Exactly. Yeah. And then,
0: you know, we're bombarded by radiation and stuff all day long um, by the sun, and, you know? So sure. it's, it's, it's really hard to say like how much, how much of that, uh, or if, whether or not 5G is worse, you know? I mean we put we put radiation devices up to our heads every day with cell phones. I mean they're sure. all sure. giving we're off still some here. Sort of... yeah yeah so I, you know, <laughs> right, right. So I don't know, you know, I just kinda I try to keep an open mind and I try to read, but it is hard Absolutely. to like Yeah. You know, you gotta read all the studies now too because you can't trust what, you know, what it's the... a full
1: time job. It's become a full time job even if you just want to reach a conclusion on a on any given topic at this yeah. stage. Yeah, you but, pretty much
0: have to do your own digging
1: and read white papers, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like you don't have enough to do, you know. Uh, so you got
0: to be a scientist to live in this world.
1: You got to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very, yeah, it's a very science science oriented world now. Definitely, I think you know that. I mean, given what's happening in the last few years, I think that keeping and being able to keep an open mind it's already an achievement in itself. Because you, again, I don't want to get social, you know political mm-hmm. commentator but sure i think it's pretty obvious that uh, you know society is becoming extremely polarized and oh, yeah. every way you look there's people that are trying to make you polarized you know uh it's yeah. like every opinion is expressed in a way so it's so sharp and so aggressive that it kind of you feel like it's not giving you an option you're supposed to just you know it's with us or against us on every possible mm-hmm. social topic and it's, yeah. become, it's really unpleasant
0: <laughs> yeah, it really has. And, you know, it's funny because, excuse me, um, Americans look at it as if all of this is just happening in America. Sure, sure. You know, we, most Americans just view it as, you know, like our president, you know, whichever one it happens to be at the time, is causing all the crazy shit all over the world. <laughs> sure. But there's shit literally happening all over the world in every country. Oh, that, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it's... It's the same, you know. It's it is like it is. like you said. It's you know. It's polarizing there. It's polarizing here. It's uh. It's it's everywhere. It's not just here.
1: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, obviously, with you know each country and each culture gives it a slightly different color because you bring all your background into it. But the the core, yeah, the gist of it, it's yeah, it's pretty much the same everywhere. It's a it's a strange time to live in. Yeah
0: it it really is. Um, it, it definitely is. Uh, let's see. I had another question for you. Um, so you've been doing a hundred days of code.
1: Yeah, um, currently in my fourth run.
0: Yeah. For 403 <laughs> days. When did you start your first run?
1: Uh, I guess 403 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, yeah. On you the know the date. No, do you maybe, know the exact maybe dumped no. <laughs> Ah, the date? No, don't ask me that, man. I, I, I have no clue. But it was, it was actually a little bit um further back than four hundred and three days ago because between my third and my fourth round, I took a not really a break because I, I was working, you know, full time. So I kept on coding, but I wasn't really um recording that, you know, for the for the public consumption, so mm-hmm. to speak. Uh so it was a yeah, uh a little bit over over a year ago. I think it was a early twenty twenty one, maybe? I remember this is when it kinda of started. Um yeah, yeah, early twenty twenty one. I think that was the that was the starting. Yeah, that was a starting point.
0: Did you uh did you miss very many days in between? Not like, really.
1: During... I, yeah. No, not really. I think uh I think I managed to turn it into a kind of lifestyle, really. Like it's just part of my of my day. Um, I think I sure. missed maybe, I don't know, maybe a week overall in total. You know, in a yeah, few I days really here and there, but did. a total of like a like a week or so. But mm-hmm. I think I was I was uh, I was sick once, and once I was just like traveling between Italy and UK. So you are kind of smashed, you know, when you've done the whole uh, the whole journey in between countries. Um, right. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Just to think about a week. Yeah, it's been pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done a couple of rounds of of it, and then I've also done a couple of half rounds. <laughs> <Probably>.
1: <laughs> I, think I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I get busy, and then I I keep coding, and then I forget to post, and
1: then yeah, sure, life happens. Like, yeah, life happens.
0: I quit posting. Um, I'm actually. C- Probably gonna start another round here soon. Um I just started Um I just started working on I don't know if you're familiar with Laracast.
1: Laracast is it for PHP? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I never never actually coded in PHP, but obviously I've heard about PHP.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I actually just started going through those videos and then I ordered a really good looking PHP book on Amazon. Um <sighs> Let me, let me pull it up here real quick. Um, yeah, sure. Let's see here. Yeah, you know, this is always fun. Um, if I can find it. Oh, here it is. It's supposed to be here today.
2: <laughs> <But> it isn't. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be here be, before 2.15 p.m.
1: Okay, so, so not much later. Like. It
0: says out for delivery. Um, it's called PHP and MySQL, uh, Server-Side okay. Web Development.
1: It's okay, by... so it's back-end focused.
0: Yeah, well, it's, yeah, sure. b- basically. So, I don't know if you're familiar with PHP and Ruby, or Ruby on Rails.
1: Uh, again, never coded in them, but I've heard about them. Uh, Yeah, PHP apparently has been dead since it was born. Uh, That's what right. I kind of read. On right, next, PHP's
0: but... been dead, Yep.
1: Yeah, uh... it's kind of everybody <laughs> keeps repeating, but it, it actually everybody uses it, so.
0: Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is, um, it, you know, the first, Interview I I did on this podcast was with uh Eric Van Johnson. He's a, I'd call him a big name in the PHP world, um but you know I I don't you know I only I only know what I can go off of you know. I, sure, he, sure, he's got a fairly large podcast. They've done four hundred no three hundred and one episodes, I think. Right. And uh, it's all about PHP, and but he told me that. Somewhere, I think it was between maybe four and five. Um, PHP did sort of, it didn't die, but it just wasn't really being developed well. Okay. Um, and when Facebook, uh, Facebook was actually using it a bunch and they wound up, I don't know if they forked it and started building their own PHP. Um, at 1.0 and that's when they were like oh shit we need to kind of get our crap together and start and you know start fixing the language um he did okay. say he did say that WordPress kept it alive for a long time um but then you know now PHP's up to like version 8.1 and you know it's obviously nothing it's completely different than it was back then um How long
1: has know, it been around?
0: It's been around 20 to 25 years.
1: Okay, so like, a, it's like just as old as like JavaScript is, like pretty much, I guess. Yeah, Thomas as old
0: as me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, right. created <laughs> created in 1994. So.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty old. Um, or it's an older language. Yeah when did when did JavaScript come around? Was that? Uh,
1: 1995. 95. Okay. Yeah, just one year later. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it for the most part,
0: it kind of does. I guess it it doesn't necessarily do exactly what JavaScript does because it doesn't do a lot of the functionality, um, right. like like buttons and shit. But it does, like you can embed it in HTML, and you know, and sure. just stuff. Like that. Um. Interesting. So, Interesting. Um. So anyway, so this book is written by a guy named John Duckett, and apparently his books are super popular.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. He's it's got.
0: Yeah, he's got a JavaScript and jQuery book and HTML and CSS book. Uh, He's got a couple other books, but yeah, um, they're just super, uh, I guess they're super popular. This book is currently, it just released, um, but it was like
1: on sale, so I couldn't resist. All right, I know the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. I I don't buy a whole lot of paper books, so this
1: is kind of a treat. Like, um, a, just in general, or a programming like page book,
0: uh, just in general. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if I do, it's because I bought them. Oops, I wanted to post the link for you. Let me see. I've got this. Uh, there we go. Let me, there's a little chat window here. In,
1: oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I can see it. it's a sidebar. Zencastle. there you go.
0: Um, oh, yeah, so it looks like a really, really good book. Um, right, still, yeah. still got like five star reviews across the board. Um,
1: so I'm guessing it's,
0: I'm guessing it's pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sounds like a good investment, definitely. Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna go through the finish going through the LayerCast, um, Laravel videos, and uh, try to build some projects
1: out of it. Um, oh you yeah, got so, already something on GitHub with uh, with PHP or still like in, in uh, development?
0: No, um, I haven't. I haven't posted anything with PHP yet. Most of my stuff's still hosted local. I've got a lot of random crap on GitHub. I really need to... Do you ever go through and just delete projects? Like old...
1: I've, <laughs> stuff, I should probably or? do it, because now I am I look at my older projects and I'm embarrassed. I thought, How did I think I could publish this and get a job? Oh, yeah, uh, so it was... <laughs> that
0: that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, I think yeah. when we talked, you mentioned that you... You didn't do a coding test, or you did? I thought you said you did, but I
1: don't. Uh, I for something. my current, for my current role.
0: Oh, oh, but your first role. So this isn't your first. This is. So your no, second. you
1: mean sorry. What, what what was the question? I didn't do a coding test for my current role, or what uh, else?
0: For your first first role. Maybe maybe. So um,
1: this is my first role. Okay, um, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I did a I, I did something. a live coding test. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't the kind of, you know, like, uh, lead code sort of coding test, thank Uh God. Okay. Uh, Maybe
0: it was was a project. You didn't have a lot of projects on. That
1: is true. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of projects. Like, I've seen, you know, people looking for, you know, first developer role, and they have some, some people really have, like, mind-boggling stuff. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, what did you you have? I had, so, so actually, let me, let me just bring it up on screen, because I have to remember now, but. Um, so my, the main project that I had, which is actually quite simple, uh, it's a, so, you know, one of the classic projects that you work on is your, your tic-tac-toe game. Okay. Right. Like your uh, mm-hmm. notes and crosses, I can't even call what they call it. Sure. Um, and, uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing a tic-tac-toe game because it's what I did, but I thought, okay, everybody does a tic-tac-toe game. It's, let's be honest, it's boring. You know, you don't even want to look at it <laughs> because it's, yeah. Who it doesn't love okay, tic-tac-toe? <laughs> yeah, you know. But I thought, okay, what I'm gonna do is first of all I'm gonna do it properly because normally people do a tic-tac-toe where you're fighting against yourself, basically. You just keep on clicking the squares and with each click it changes, you know, from notes to crosses, basically. But you can't actually play against a computer. Uh at least the ones that I that I have seen. Um mm-hmm. and there again, they're just your tic-tac-toe. They're your notes and crosses. Like it there's nothing different from anybody else. So I thought I'm going to make one that is where you fight against the computer. And uh, I'm going to give it some kind of theme. It has to be something that nobody's done before. So I thought, so tic-tac-toe, there's two elements fighting, OK? So you're fighting your know, notes and crosses, and they're fighting each other, basically. What theme can I give it that, that's going to make it fun or quirky? And then I, it kind of popped into my head that my favorite fighting movie is uh, Rocky Four. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, the one where he fights the the Soviets, no, Ivan. Right, Dragos. yeah. It's <laughs> the best one. It's the best one. Yeah, I love that one. I keep watching <laughs> the that. The first one. and
0: the fourth, the two best ones right there.
1: First, I agree. Completely agree. First and the fourth are the best ones. And I thought, you know, what if I just make it about, you know, Rocky IV? And uh, and I basically named it. Uh, it's named "Fight for Apollo" because obviously you know he's fighting to avenge Apollo Creed because he yeah yeah because he gets killed by the the Soviet guy and uh, <laughs> basically um, I might send you the link but yeah it's basically you're fighting on this fun. board that has Apollo Creed as a background picture like as a painting oh. of him yeah and instead of notes and crosses you get uh, Stallone's and uh, and Dolph Lundgren faces you know their mouth <laughs> open and. <laughs> And, um, when the match is over, depending on the on the result, so whether you you won, you lost or it's a draw, yeah. you get a different model coming up on screen. So if you mm-hmm. lost, there's a scene from the movie where even Drago is like punching Rocky in the face, you know, and he's like flying you know a couple feet behind. Right. Um, if you win, there's the opposite. There's a scene where he's punching even Drago. And if it's a draw, I put a scene from when they were shooting the movie and they're both like on the side of the ring just talking to the crew. Uh, <laughs> you and, gotta uh, send
0: me this. I gotta see this.
1: I'll send it to you. I'll send you a link. Uh, actually, I'll put it in the chat. That sounds and, like uh, fun. And people liked it. You know, and it's nothing special, but uh it, it's got personality. Um mm-hmm. and that's definitely one of the advice that probably I would give to people that are uh you know that are on the same journey right now and they're looking for jobs. Uh if you can do something that's mind boggling, all the better. You know, it's only going to help you. Sure. But if not, because obviously you're a junior and you can't exactly code the next Twitter or Spotify or you name it, it's perfectly fine to do a standard project, but make sure that you give it a personal touch. Mm-hmm. You know, kinda, I would say it goes without saying, you know, it shouldn't need to be said, but just try to make it yours and give it something unique. And, you know, we're all creative people at the end. You know, you just have to squeeze your brain a little bit and I'm sure yeah. you can come up with something
0: something uh, to make it different, yeah. make it more unique.
1: Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect because mine isn't perfect, far from it. But I think there was a, an interview that I did with a company called, I think it's called Bonage or Bonage, where the recruiter told me specifically that he showed the project to one of the programmers and it got a big thumbs up.
2: <laughs>
1: nice. Yeah, that's that's nice to hear. And actually, they, yeah. were, they were so one of the company that wanted me to, to get to the next stage and they really wanted me in. But by but I I'd already accepted the other offer, so mm. yeah, you know, it, it got noticed. It got really noticed and it got me a lot of attention. That one project.
0: Not so, to uh, knock your current company, but do you think that Vonage would have maybe paid more or been?
1: Uh I can tell you without disclosing any numbers, they wouldn't have paid more. Um and, <laughs> okay. uh, I'm currently like paid very well and I'm actually quite happy. Good. Um, they probably they're a bigger company, so probably they would have been, I guess,
0: Might a bit more, more
1: of a structured. Yeah.
0: Sure. More structured. Uh,
1: but to be honest, having worked in big corporate companies previously, I'm really happy to be in a startup right now. I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's you know much more informal. Um yeah. You just get to have a direct input on a lot of things, mm-hmm. uh, like you really feel like you have this kind of a you know a stake in the company. Yeah.
0: Right, you feel like you're actually making um an impact. I won't, I won't say making a difference because that sounds very like I'm changing the world, but sure. no. um but you know, you're you're working for a company where you're actually building something that's going to get used and absolutely. Um, absolutely and you're not like buried in meetings or buried in standups or
1: No, 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 no. Not no. obviously you do have meetings and you do have some standups, you know, obviously you do need to like exchange informations or mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, get together to understand where you're going to go from, you know, from point A to point B. But, sure, uh, yeah, yeah, you're not submerged in meetings that could be emails, you know, that kind of corporate situation. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm really loving it. Really loving it.
0: And you're also kind of directing the show, I guess, when it comes to what you're building because you're the builder.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you have a you definitely have a have a strong input into what you do. You know, it's not about people dictating to you. Uh, you know, obviously there's some requirements because the mm-hmm. the product eventually needs to be used by you know by colleagues and other people, so they need specific yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah, nobody's pointing the finger at you saying yeah, you're gonna do as I say. There's all what do you think? <laughs> you know, well, yeah. maybe have a look into this and let me know what you find. Um. Uh, yeah. It, honestly, I I couldn't have got a better opportunity i'm very 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 happy so far and uh i hope i'm going to be with them for a long time i almost
0: feel like a startup would be the ultimate new developer job almost i mean there's i think there's some there's probably some aspects of working for a larger more established company that are beneficial like getting especially when it comes to maybe training and I have heard sure. some horror stories about working for some startups. Right, but right. At least maybe in my case, I think, I, you know, for me, I would feel like a startup would make more sense than working for a larger established company. Sure. Because, you know, I'm pretty self-directed as far as learning and
1: exactly, um, exactly. that kind of thing.
0: Uh, the only thing I lack really is a project, but I've been told by uh, by my last guest, Drew, that I need to get off my ass and build something. So <laughs> very straightforward. Very straightforward. I, you, a you know us Americans. <laughs>
1: oh, definitely, yeah, I know. I love Americans. That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, that's funny. uh
1: so do you go do ahead. You, have you, uh, have you had a developer job before, or are you like you're going for your first one now?
0: Um, I, I'm kind of going for my first one. So. I did a stint, um, a six-month stint as a a WordPress developer, which okay, yeah, involved some custom CSS, HTML, and a little sure. JavaScript, but not much in a way of coding. I sure. was build, building a, um, a online store for clothing, a uh, clothing online store for a resort. That was actually a local job, and I live in the middle of nowhere. So finding any kind of development job here is not going to be the easiest thing in the world. Um, Right. So more than likely if I, or when I land something else, it'll be remote. Uh, So I'm, I'm more looking into the remote side of things, but yeah, I guess outside of that. Yeah. I haven't actually landed a developer job. Okay. That's been my first, you know, foray into it. And uh, so I did that and then I was updating their website. Um, and then the, um, the pandemic i was trying to think of the best way to describe it, <laughs> the coof hit and, yeah. <laughs> uh, they actually closed, closed down for a while.
1: Ah, shoot.
0: So the, the online store, which also had a physical location, pretty much all just closed down. Um, I checked the other day to see if the website was still up and it's not. And, you know, the thing of it is, is like, I did not, I didn't just build that. I designed the branding, the logos. I was redoing all that stuff for the,
2: the full package basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I like doing logos and I like designing branding. I remember.
1: I think you you do pixel art as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, some kind yeah, of art. I artist, remember I guess. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
0: done done a lot of sketching and drawing, um, and then I yeah. got into pixel art because I really kind of wanted. I still kind of want to make some games.
1: Me too. Me too. I was looking into it last week. I think. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. I was, I was. You know, it. I kind of. I grew up with video games. It was my first like uh, um, impact with technology. So sure. Yeah, I've been wanting to make something. You know. Ever since I was a kid, you know, growing up with mm-hmm. you know the likes of Doom, Quake, and all those kind of old games, you know, from ID Software and uh, you know the, yeah. the, the greats of the golden age, so to speak. Good stuff, yeah. The good stuff, the good stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been looking at making like even some stupid thing with some kind of JavaScript framework. I think there's a framework called Kaboom JS.
0: Oh yeah, um, I've heard of that.
1: Yeah, but even maybe learning another language. I think there's Lua, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Uh, yeah, Lua
0: is pretty good, and there's the, um. There's a couple of good engines that use Lua. Um, I'm trying to think. There's one. Man, I'd give him a shout out, but I can't remember what it is. Uh, yeah, I, remember, I think I,
1: I knew a couple as well, but I can't remember Googling. right now.
0: Um, there's Love 2D, which uses Lua. That's a framework. Love's pretty popular in the, on the Lua right, side of things. Right. Um, there is another one. that's. I wonder why it's not listed that because it uses lua and it's really it's a really good engine are you familiar with the game developer king software i guess king
1: king software i don't and, and, think candy I crush candy crush you mean
0: yeah are you familiar with that candy crush yeah yeah yeah. saga whatever yeah, uh, yeah. so they built that and they've built a lot of um uh a lot of games, but they have a game en- oh i just remembered. it's called Defold. default default um, yeah default um and that's a really really solid game engine um it uses Lua for scripting it's a two d game engine I don't think it's three d I think it's straight up two d
1: so kind of you can make something like a like a nice platform like a side scroll scroller yeah or, like or any scroll, yeah. It,
0: you can make any kind of like side scroller or um, anything that's kind of 2D, uh, yeah, yeah, top yeah. down or or um, yeah, uh, what's that other kind of? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, yeah, it's a it's a really nice engine. So if if you're looking for Lua, that might be a good way to go. And it's 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 not a framework, so it's a full-on engine. So you can drag your assets in and design your levels. Sure,
1: that sounds uh, really so- interesting. It's gonna be a lot of work, definitely. Uh, yeah yeah
0: um and there's there's also some like if you don't want to do the actual code which seems kind of pointless to a programmer to not use the code <laughs> right. yeah that's so,
1: that's like the whole point of it
0: yeah yeah there's a uh, here i'll put this in here for you um oh i didn't write oh,
1: like well. default.com yeah you, you can check that out yep. um yep.
0: there's uh, a javascript one called Phaser. Are you familiar with that?
1: Oh yeah, Phaser. Yes, yes, Phaser yes, is Phaser.
0: The, the big JavaScript uh, game framework. Lots I actually
1: of... bought a a Udemy course for it, which is probably gonna be just lying there for who knows yeah, how long. Yeah, that's so, what happens to Udemy courses. That's, yeah, that's why you buy a Udemy course. That's the whole point. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> you know, they just they just chill. They you know eventually you'll get to them.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, and, and yeah, How, how many?
0: How many Udemy courses have you actually finished?
1: Uh, God, you're going for the tough questions. Now. Yeah, you know it.
0: <laughs> We're down to the wire. Like All right.
1: <laughs> uh, I think uh, out of the over a 100 that I have in my archive. Holy. Maybe a couple. But, you know, it's not like I haven't done any of the sure. other ones. But it's like... Yeah. The good parts. thing about Udemy is that it got chapters, so you can say, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this right now. It, it applies to what I'm doing." Right. Whereas this doesn't doesn't really. So there's no point for me in learning it and then forgetting it a week later.
0: Yeah, um, it's not necessarily about just completion. You know, if you learned exactly. what you yeah. needed, I actually yeah. my my first um, Udemy course was a complete developer course by Rob Percival
1: okay i think i heard the
0: name yeah yeah he's in the uk um yeah he's got a uh, thing now where he's trying to build a platform for certification for uh programmers right right um and so i think that's mainly what he's been working on but um back in 2016 or 17 whenever i started learning to code um that was one of like the few big, you know, learn learn web development courses um, on yeah. Udemy, so I started there. Right. Um, I've actually got, I think I have three accounts right now. Um,
1: what well, three Udemy accounts?
0: Yeah, because one of the things I learned, and one of the things me and Drew talked about on my last episode was uh, how Udemy has all these sales. Sure. And, yep. and sometimes they're not running a sale on your existing account. You know, you can't even get a you can't even oh. get a code a coupon code for it. So if but if you make a fresh account with a fresh email, they automatically give you a discount. So usually okay. like
1: that's a good tip.
0: Yeah. $12.99 or $13.99 or something like that. Um right. and so like he said he had six accounts and I was like, Oh, he's figured it out.
1: <laughs> he's got it figured out. Yeah. Um,
0: I, you know, I've got, I've got three and I think only, maybe only two of them have courses on them. My main one's okay. got like 30 some and yeah, my still
1: pretty, pretty acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I guess,
0: you know, I, I'd be interested in hearing, um, more of my guests tell me their Udemy number. In fact, I think I'm going to make that a, a standard question to ask. What's your Udemy number?
1: That's Yeah, um, it's your Udemy number that defines you <laughs> really at the end of the day. <laughs> this is
0: how we're going to rate you. <laughs> well,
1: pretty much. I should put it in my Twitter bio, probably. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Hashtag Udemy number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Um so what kind of games do you like?
1: Uh so these days uh it's mainly FPSs. Uh and okay. mainly retro FPSs. So Oh okay. I don't know if you heard uh, games like Dusk. Uh Dusk. Dusk. Mm-hmm. Beautiful retro. I mean I, it's retro shooter, but really only because of the you Know the graphical engine, it's like an updated uh Quake engine.
0: Oh, oh, I see uh, it! But okay. it's
1: beautiful, it's got you know, it's got its own aesthetic, its own atmosphere. It was written by this guy called David Simanki mm-hmm. or Zimanki, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, and then I just finished another okay. one, beautiful, called so I don't know how to pronounce it because it's a Czech word, uh, yeah. but it's rot as in H R O T H. And it's this uh, okay. FPS set in the 80s in a Czechoslovakia, I think, um, hmm. uh, under Soviet regime.
0: Okay. H-R-O-T-H?
1: H-R-O-T, that's it. Oh, okay. uh, It's on Steam.
0: Okay, yeah, I uh, was trying to look it up.
1: Beautiful. They have two episodes out now. They're working on the third one, but you definitely have hmm. to play the first two if you love FPSs. Oh, um, Cool. I used to be a lot into RPGs as well, but I I just don't have that time anymore.
0: Yeah, I think I saw this actually. It looks good.
1: Pretty good. Really, really recommend it.
0: It looks like Half Life.
1: Yeah, it kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind of, although um, I can see cinematic.
0: Yeah, I can see. uh, I mean, I I guess I would say it looks closer to the original Half Life.
1: (laughs) Probably, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Graphically, definitely. Yeah, yeah, graphically, it's good. But then, like, yeah.
0: The blood and stuff is pixels, like squares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, but it's great. It's
1: full of quirks, full of personality. Yeah. It's really good level design as well, which isn't very common.
0: Huh, yeah, that actually looks like fun. I might yeah, have to yeah, uh, it is. Might check that one out. Yeah. I'm all about some retro games. I play a lot of uh, retro platformers, or just platformers in general. Okay. Um, I play Hollow Knight, of course, because you got to play Hollow Knight if you haven't. Sure. Um um <laughs> there's another game on that isn't released yet but I've been playing the the beta um called Ghost Song
1: Ghost Song is it on Steam? Yes, Ghost Song.
0: Yeah, it's on Steam. You should take a look at that game. It's releasing this year. Um it's a one man job. He's an artist apparently.
1: Oh wow. And, Always awestruck by those ones.
0: Yeah, this game looks freaking amazing.
1: Oh, interesting. It looks like a bit like, uh, you remember Metroid?
0: Yeah, that's, it's kind of a love letter in Metroid, honestly. The first.
1: Okay.
0: He's been working on this game. I've been following it probably since, shoot, 2017, maybe? I might be wrong. Oh. There's a, there, he's, this current iteration is built in Unity. Yeah, Unity.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. But there.
0: prior to that, it was built on Stencil. 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 Uh, I think it was Stencil. Yeah, Stencil Game Engine. Let me pull it up.
1: It looks really, really, really good. There's kind of a cartoonish bit element to it, but done in the right way.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Here, I'll post the uh, engine if you want to have a look. It's uh, yeah. I think it's JavaScript-based. But it's a it i call it an i'll call it a no code, but it's it's more like uh they're logic blocks, kind of like scratch
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, scratch,
0: yeah, so he was building it in that, and wow. the the art style obviously was a good bit different, sure', um, sure. and when he first swapped to unity like I mean, it was kind of a big blow to the engine just because, I mean, it's such a, you know, it was kind of a big deal. Um, sure. But oh, I, yeah, I well. think his art style is a lot nicer now. It took a little bit to adjust because everybody was like, oh, we loved your old art style. But he's he's able to do so much more with Unity, you know, being able to deform, deform um, sprites and things like that without... Um, sure. having to redraw things, you know?
1: Sure, like, yeah, it's a pretty mature engine.
0: Yeah, like, you can draw, or, like, you can you can make a figure look like it's breathing without having to redraw it, you know, you don't have to uh, redraw frames and make yeah. the frames look that way. And you can, you know, you can obviously break art down and attach it to bones and things like that so you can animate
1: easier. It's just I easier think a lot of time
0: yeah it saved him a lot of time um because he was drawing all that stuff by hand um so that game looks that game looks phenomenal um looks that's definitely good. yeah yeah that's that's pretty high on my list um there's okay. a couple of there's a couple of games by oh where are these guys at they are they they're not I don't know if they're in the Czech republic um I'm trying to think of the name of the game now. I've got it on my Steam. I just don't have it on. I don't right. have my Steam open. Um, but they're they're more like I call them like Zelda esque games. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Like old yeah. school, like the old school Zelda. Yeah. Like not quite top down. Um. Oh, now I'm trying. Sort to find of
1: it. RPG-ish. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Very much, very much RPG-ish. Um, or kind of like i guess they're they're sort of like metroidvanias but not really you know you're not totally locked out like the whole thing about metroid is that you would get locked from yeah
1: yeah and uh yeah. moving
0: to an area you know you have to get an ability and to move yeah
1: and then go back basically and then you can access it's yep
0: yeah exactly exactly man why can't i remember that Name of that
1: but game. I love RPGs and I used to play them all the time. But the only issue I have now is that they take a lot of time normally. Yeah, yeah. It's like I remember playing some JRPGs, you know, the Japanese ones,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it normally would take you stuff like you know sixty hours, seventy hours. Like, there's no way I can devote that kind of time to them now.
0: Yeah, that that's kind of why I, I guess I play them in spurts. Um, yeah, in fact. For sure. Most games now, I kind of play in spurts. I don't really... um, I don't really play straight through. I generally don't sit and play through a game. You know, dump hundreds of hours into a game. You know, I just...
2: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like,
0: not. I'll get started on a game, and I'll play. You know, if it's... Uh, probably the last game that I played a ton of was Breath of the Wild.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: Um, but I was working in Texas in the oil field and I literally had nothing else to do because that was I was tiny. in the middle of, yeah, was <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> so I I dumped a bunch of hours into that, and then when I got home, my son deleted my save. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> That's what children are for.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so I haven't... Like, I've been playing it a little bit here and there, um, but I haven't really... Like I'm not really trying to beat it at this point. I'm just playing, you know, kill a little time, just um, in between bouts of programming, mainly.
1: Yeah, not nothing too demanding, nothing. Yeah,
0: I actually I feel guilty when I'm not programming.
1: I know, (laughs) I know the feeling. I'm like, but but you need your downtime. You know, you do need some downtime. Uh, Step away from the laptop or the screen and just like just do other stuff. You know, being going to the gym or even just going for a walk
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah it's it's really easy to burn out especially very. um when you're you're trying to push yourself and you know you're focused on like getting a job and i think burnout's probably one of the biggest killers of uh dreams of getting a programming job for a lot of people
1: very much so very much so particularly when you get stuck in that rut where you just keep applying and applying and the opportunity never comes. I fully understand people that, you know, they kind of get over the edge and they just get frustrated and they say, yeah, fuck it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just found one of those games I was trying to tell you about. Let me copy it. And I'll throw it in the links. Um, There
2: we go. Resolution.
0: I was gonna do some pixel art for their second game, but my um, right when they were finishing up, my one of my brothers passed, and uh, so I wound up pretty busy with that kind of stuff right, and didn't right. um and didn't do it. But uh, they're from where are they from? Monolith of Mines, Germany. They're in Germany.
1: Oh that's interesting. I, I mean, think they're in Germany. Yeah.
2: Deck 13. Oh that's Deck their 13
1: publisher. They're they're does yeah, say Deck, Deck Thirteen Interactive is one of Germany's leading developers. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: mono. it's monolith of mines is the actual game developer. Wonder why it's going to their publisher page and not the game developer. That's weird. Oh, interesting. Oh
2: look Minds. mines.
0: Oh yeah, here we go. oh yeah, they are German. So cool. Interesting. Yeah, Germany. <laughs> yeah. So I talked to them on Discord a good bit. They're they're really they're really cool. They've got a second game that's related to their first that just launched on um Steam and Switch and Epic Games.
1: Right. Oh yeah, that a lot of uh, a lot of these indie companies, probably not just the indie ones, they all have Discords nowadays. You can basically mm-hmm. just it I mean, I, I oh. guess it's the internet, but it's so different.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's a lot easier to find an audience now for things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, right. I think I think in the old days it was maybe, you know, it was it was a good bit harder. Um, you had to find, you know, this way you can gather them all in one place.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: and then let them all know when something's launching. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And it's yes.
1: Yeah, it's a lot better of a. That's two people.
0: Yeah, two guys.
1: Yeah. Two guys.
0: Yeah. One guy does the programming and the other guy does the art.
1: The art. Uh, I love that.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. What are they? Oh, they're working with. Uh. uh what is that engine? Go. G-Godo? Godot.
1: Godot. Okay. got Godot. <laughs> that would be like the yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 Waiting for Godot right?
1: Waiting, yeah. Samuel Beckett, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're
0: they're working with that engine. Um, so I've kind of looked at that. It's the scripting on that's kind of Python style.
1: Okay, yeah, so the Python syntax. Right, yeah, Python, uh, no syntax. brackets, no sort of. Yeah, it's
0: uh, it, You know, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of Python, but. You know, it's, I mean, it's a good language. It's a good first language because it's simple. It's pretty readable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm definitely not an expert. I've used it a little bit to, like, build some very simple things. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely like the syntax, but I haven't even started exploring the, you know, the nuances of the language.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, Well, I think uh, we are about finished. Um, We've reached the... hour and 13 mark
1: that (laughs) went by quickly
0: it really did that went (laughs) by super fast um so are you working on anything that you want to pimp while you're on here or
1: ah man not really unfortunately i had to put all my personal projects aside because i just don't have time at the moment um the only thing i'm working on is to get getting my next aws certification so i'm working on the Solutions Architect Associate right now. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm still still. I've only just started studying. I think I won't probably I won't be taking the exam until I think at the very least January next year. that's quite got a lot you. of stuff to go through. Yeah. So, um. Did yeah. you
0: mention that that helped? I think you said that helped you get your first job. Is that is that right?
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think it was one of the the main reason I got it. And uh, what I've noticed again just before we before we stop. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that uh, a lot of the junior developers uh, job ads that I'm seeing around um,
0: yeah.
1: all feature some kind of cloud skills required
0: mm-hmm. right
1: uh you know nothing too extensive but they all ask you for the very basics of either AWS or Microsoft Azure and uh, I I remember this not being the case like just last year uh there definitely weren't as many whereas now I'm seeing it in every job ad so it's probably something that people want to, you know, invest in if they're aiming for their first job. I think it will definitely help you. Can you
0: can you tell me like is there a cost involved in that or like there I've been a, getting emails for training now from Amazon like offering right. me training.
1: Yeah, so there is a cost in taking the exam. Um, I can't quite recall what the Cloud Practitioner the price was. It wasn't. I think it was a hundred dollars. Okay. Uh and the solutions architect associated 150. Um you can find trainings online f- for free. Uh even mm. if you go on YouTube there's you know plenty. Um uh there's some free training on the AWS uh, Skill Builder section of the website as well. They've even created this online RPG game called the Cloud Quest oh. where you can basically play the game and you're kind of you're moving around this city. And you speak to these characters who all have some kind of business problem, and they then you then have to build these solutions into a sandbox environment where you can practice the skills. It's really cool, completely free. Um, I did buy a few trainings because I really wanted to do things, you know, the proper way and just get the practical skills in. Um, there's a course by a guy called I think Adam Contrill or Alan Contrill. Alan Contrill. Yeah, he's from. I think he's a Australian. Uh probably the best course I've seen online for AWS. It goes incredibly in depth. It's much longer than the average. Let me just put it as a link. Yeah, post it. Uh, I'll I'll
0: put it on the show notes.
1: Yeah. Not very expensive. Looking. I think it's like, I don't know, fifty quid or thirty quid. Not not very expensive, yeah, that's not incredibly bad. in depth. Very in depth. Uh if you do even just that one course, by the end of it you're all set to take the exam. And then if you want, you can take some um Exam packages like on Udemy, they're like uh, uh, mock exams that you can take just to make practice with the you know the type of questions. Uh, there's quite a few around. Like even if you just Google them, there's plenty. There's a another guy called uh, Neil Davis. Uh, yeah, he's got a platform called Digital Cloud Training. I'm gonna link that to you as well. I took one from him too. Uh, he's got plenty of mock exams, and I did those ones several several times. So by the time I got to do the a practitioner exams i basically knew it you know off the top of my head um oh, okay uh, yeah and I, I, I didn't spend a lot it was like i think 50 quid altogether sure uh definitely worth the investment if you're like looking to line la- to that first job what's a quid <laughs> what's the what's the what
0: i said what's a quid
1: <laughs> a quid oh god i'm, I'm getting i'm, I'm getting I'm just, britishized i'm, I'm teasing more it's more totally fine <laughs> yeah. a quid is pounds it's pounds, pounds. So, okay all right yeah. i can figure uh, that one out <laughs> yeah quid yeah I'll i think your
0: that. i think your pounds are still worth more than a dollar at this point but not. Yeah, i don't much. know for how
1: long but uh yeah i'll enjoy it while it lasts
0: yeah really man <laughs> all right buddy well i'm all gonna right. go ahead and stop here um
1: yep okay
0: all right man hey thanks for thanks for talking to me today i appreciate it
1: uh, thanks for having it was me. a lot my of fun pleasure. my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all right take care mate you too bye <laughs>
0: You've been listening to episode three of the Citizen Coder podcast. If you'd like to follow Antonio, you can hit him up on Twitter. Link is in the show notes. Links to the video games and game engines mentioned are also in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And as always, I'll see you next time.